Welcome back to your favorite fantasy football podcast, Points and Doinks. As always, Travis, that is me. And sitting on a Zoom call with me, like usual, Cheese, my friend. How you doing, my friend, after losing two in a row and getting beat by now Ken this week? You are on an all-time down backslide right now. How do you feel? Not doing so hot. Still holding on to a playoff spot. I should, as long as I don't fall off a cliff, which may happen. Uh, yeah, not a good week this week. Losing to Ken. Ken, one of the lower-level teams. And we talk about the CTE League all the time, how high-scoring it is. He had Van Jefferson and Matthew Stafford. I lost by 7.7 or 8 points. If Matt Stafford and Van Jefferson didn't connect for that like 80-yard bomb, I would have won by like 30 points. That's how yeah. big of a swing one play in this league can make. And it really pissed me off. And if, and the one I don't care about that. The one that really hurts is I did the old last second flex call where I took out Russell Gage, put in Jameson Crowder, you know, Gage finds the end zone. Crowder gets one cat for five yards. So and that was the yeah, difference. I had some really rough calls this weekend too. It wasn't, it wasn't great. Although I did get my win in that league. I did not in the other um off some really bad stuff i mean cmc injury just a ton a ton a ton of wicked stuff really got to me but you know what's pissed me off more and i'm gonna go on a tangent on this my new regal movie pass i I have to get it off my chest because it just happened to me today i signed up for the new i transferred because i now have a regal closer actually cinemark is closer but their movie pass stinks had amc before so transfer over to Regal, sign up for the movie pass on the 22nd. I used it on Friday, Ghostbusters app, Ghostbusters Afterlife, great movie. Um, and I go to use it today to go book some movie, some tickets for Encanto tomorrow. And it doesn't recognize me as a member at all. Won't let me sign in. So I'm like, well, fuck. Guess I just, maybe if I just create an account with my same login, It'll figure out what's going on and it'll connect it. So no, it just um, it made a new account and now I don't know what's going on and they don't have a phone call, a phone number to just call and get assistance. So now I'm waiting on a reply email. It fucking stinks. It fucking stinks. It pissed me off. Unfortunately, you don't have a podcast where you can really air all of your movie grievances, but it's okay. You can do it here on this fantasy football podcast points and doings if it didn't happen to me literal literal hours ago i wouldn't have mentioned it here but i just had to get it off my chest um back to fantasy football let's get uh let's get into it so this week j row uh not feeling good he's a little under the weather i believe he you know had some covid tests and they come back negative if i remember correctly and uh he's just hoarse he's He's, he's got his notes and stuff sent over to Ty, but Ty's going to run the whole segment of the Commissioner's Corner today. So for now, we'll kick it over to him, and then we'll be right back with you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the Commissioner's Corner. Sadly, we are without said commissioner this week, Johnny Roca. He is out with a illness. He, is, uh, he was questionable yesterday. Got doubtful last night, officially out today in fantasy football terms. But he did say he's happy to announce that his COVID-19 test results came back and they were negative. So he will be back next week. So 
for now, I'll be carrying this part of the of uh, points and doinks for for now, carrying the commissioner's corner this week, and then we will have Johnny Roca back next week. But we do still have his notes, some sardom sitems, just some some overall Johnny Roca thoughts, of course. So he did uh, say that he went three and one in week twelve. And he's happy to say that he lost no crazy bets. Uh, I myself went one and one in Johnny Roca's league. I of course lost, where I am now like two and two and ten. I have been knocked out of playoff contention. Uh, just trying not to be last place, basically. Um, but not only did he win last week, he won in convincing fashion, and at least the league that I play with him in. Uh, he, he put up 194 uh, points and in a league that is not very high scoring. I play in the CTE league with Travis and cheese and all them. And the, that is a high scoring league. This one usually, you know, around 110, 120, 130. That's good. 140 and up. It's great. He put up 194. He had a monster day last week. Um, but he wants to remind the, the fo- to the folks out there that in most leagues, playoffs are coming in two weeks. Um, so make sure you start preparing. Um, the final bye weeks are next, I think next week, or week 14, or are we into week 14? Hold on. Um, I believe we're in week 13 at the moment. Yes, week 13. So next week are the final bye weeks, and then – 15 and going forward we get the full full slates um so being this is commissioner's corner he of course gave out some some commissioner talk he wants the people out there to remember to uh talk to your commissioners about payouts and if there will be a consolation prize for winners of the consolation bracket you know we talked a few weeks back about how guy you know I, I feel it being – I love fantasy football so much. I don't think I'd ever be able to uh, fully drop out of a league and just stop caring about it. But, you know, you do get those guys in that league that fall to 2-10, and 3-9, you know, just looking real bleak. There's no shot at playoffs. They're already out of contention that will just, uh, just kind of give up and not set lineups and, and things of that sort. Um, so – Talk to your commissioner, see if there's going to be a bracket or a payout for the uh, consolation prize bracket. And if not, you know, what plans do they have for the low end teams who quote unquote throw their games or possibly collude or quit or kind of like what I just talked about where they won't set their lineups. Um, Cause you don't want the, you know, the fun of, com- of fantasy football is not only getting to play with your buddies, but it's competitive. You know, you want to, you want to prove that your fantasy, that your football knowledge is better than your buddy's football knowledge. And, and when you guys play each other, depending on league size, you know, some, sometimes smaller leagues, you play a guy twice, bigger leagues, you know, you play them only one time that season. So you want to be able to prove at full strength or at full knowledge that, Hey, I was smarter than you in this week. Um, It's, it's no fun when, when, you know, other teams give up or, or they just start dropping players or, or they just go out of their way to, uh, to make these bogus trades that obviously are one-sided, but 
because he just doesn't give a shit anymore or whoever doesn't give a shit, he or she doesn't give a shit anymore um, that they, that they just send off their player. So, you know, if you're a commissioner out there, um, Johnny Roca says to consider doing a flex schedule in the final week of the regular season to break any playoff seedings, uh, seeding ties, division races, or set, set up any battles between teams trying to get into the playoffs. I've never really seen that, but that's pretty cool to see, like to actually be able to maneuver your schedule at the very end of this, uh, of the year. Um, unless Johnny Roca does it and just, you know, I'm just not paying that much attention, but that's the, very interesting concept to think about, but also um, if you're a commissioner out there, try and try and find a way to get everybody included to keep them um, in on, on the season. I know it's tough, you know, this is all for fun and, and it's kind of, we all have jobs and we all have other things to do, but you know, it's, it's fun to do. It's, it's fun to do. I know it's a lot. I tried being a commissioner once myself and, and I just couldn't, couldn't handle it. It's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of pressure. So anybody out there who is a, co- a fantasy football commissioner, you know, hats off to you. It's, it's tough to do. And Johnny Roca definitely hats off to you for running three or four leagues, which is just absolutely insane. Um, and if, if you're out there and you're looking at playoff seating and all that um, definitely look, at your formats and your rules and everything so that there's no surprises when it comes to it. And, and you don't want to be that guy who's, you know, who ends up in a tiebreaker and, and you luck out, but you're complaining, you're complaining to the commissioner because you didn't understand, you didn't know the rules. The rules are out there. They're, they're easy to find. If you're on ESPN, there's tabs for it. I'm, I'm sure for every single uh, fantasy unless you're doing old school handwritten fantasy football, um, your rules are posted somewhere. So don't, don't be that guy or girl who goes out and, and complains to the commissioner. Cause you didn't get in because you didn't under, you didn't know the rules. Just go out there and look. Um, but other than that, some stardom sitems from, from Johnny Roca again, last week, I didn't give very much because, it's just, it, it's been so tough for me. To, I, I don't want to steer the people wrong. I keep putting names out there and those guys just end up just shitting the bed completely. So I don't want to do that to the people out there. Um, but Johnny Roca has been pretty good of late. So he's got some more stardoms for you this week. Uh, his first stardom is wide receiver Kadarius Tony of the New York Giants going into Miami Um especially with all the injuries going, it, he just kind of gave me the name. So the reasoning behind it is going to be my own, but I, I, you know, me and J row have, have uh, somewhat similar thinking. So I think we're, we're, he'll kind of be on the same page with some of these explanations. I hope. Um, so with Kadarius, Tony, a lot of the injuries with New York and their, and their wide receivers, uh, Saquon is starting to get into full swing. So that's going to open up the running game, which eventually opens up the passing game. And Kadarius Tony has a lot of talent and he's shown to, uh, when he gets that chance, he could really, uh, he could really shine. And I think Daniel Jones sees that in him too. They're starting to build up a good rapport. Um, the next stardom he has is miles Gaskin. So again, playing against the giants, the giants defense has been, 
not so great. Miles Gaskin had a pretty decent game this past week, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so to go up against a bad Giants defense should be something to look out for. Yeah, he went for 16 for 49 on two touchdowns. Um, so getting a lot of work. That was against Carolina. Uh, should see a, a good steady workflow again against the Giants before Miami goes into their bye. Um, his next stardom is Alexander Madison. Of course, you know, all the Dalvin Cook owners out there are, are keeping a close eye on on the fact that he went down with that shoulder shoulder injury last year. And if you are a Dalvin Cook owner or you have been in the past, you always know that you need his handcuff, Alexander Madison. Um so if he is, if Dalvin Cook is to miss, Madison is a must-start, possible top ten running back playing in Detroit, and Detroit has been just god awful of late. Still, still haven't won a game. So if 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 Alexander Madison is the starter there, he should be due for a very good game. Um, his next stardom is tight end Foster Moreau for the Las Vegas Raiders, playing against Washington in Vegas. Um, Foster Moreau filling in for Darren Waller, who's, who I believe has a back injury, back injury, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, very doubtful to play this week. Um, oh, it's a knee, sorry, knee injury. Uh, he's considered week to week. So uh, we know that Derek Carr loves to throw, throw to his tight ends. Foster Moreau has more than proven the last few years to be able to take on that role uh, when and if um, Darren Waller goes down. So Foster Moreau is a viable starter at the tight end position, especially in a tight end position that's seen a lot of hits and, you know, it, it, it's tough to pinpoint down. Uh, his sit-ins for this week is Jacoby Myers, of the New England Patriots going into Buffalo. Uh, Obviously, Johnny Roca likes Hunter Henry a little bit more. And I think, did I talk? Oh, shit. I didn't even even talk about Hunter Henry. His last stardom was, sorry, Hunter Henry, New England playing in Buffalo. Um, We have seen that Mac Jones has favored the tight end when it comes to the red zone a lot more lately. And I believe Buffalo has given up more fantasy points to tight ends than they have wide receivers this year. Um, one thing to note, though, uh, the Buffalo Bills did lose Tredavious White for the rest of the season due to injury. So that it'll be interesting to see how that backfield or how the, not that backfield, how that secondary actually operates without their number one uh, defensive back. But nonetheless, Hunter Henry does get a lot of red zone targets and uh, New England is looking to cement why they should be the number one uh, team in the AFC East. So look for Hunter Henry to get a few scores here. But Jacoby Myers, again, it has kind of shown to be their number one guy. He's been seeing a lot of targets, so I believe that Buffalo secondary will hone in on Jacoby Myers, and that is why he makes the sit 
for this week. The second sit is Derek Carr playing against Washington. We just saw what Washington did to Seattle and Russell Wilson um, this past week or just yesterday on Monday. Um, so Derek Carr, who has struggled when it comes to uh, when he gets a lot of pressure on him, and Washington does bring a lot of pressure, so could be could be a tough game out there for for Derek Carr if you if you're looking to play the waiver wires for anybody else, or if you're looking to pick somebody up, stay away from Derek Carr. Uh, and then Cortland Sutton playing for Denver at KC, the Chiefs defense. It seems after their bye, they're starting to really turn it around, starting to play a lot better football. So, um, Corlin Sutton should be shut down. And with the, uh, question on Teddy Bridgewater, whether he plays or not, that kind of also sways it. We know that, um, the damn, what is his goddamn name? What is Denver's quarter backup quarterback's name? Jesus Christ, Tyler. Come on. Drew Locke. Since Drew Locke, uh, when Drew Locke takes over, we know that he's a little bit more careless with the football. It's tougher for him to to keep the keep possession. So um, Corlin Sutton should have a tough day. Uh, Johnny Roca, the weatherman himself, has given some some uh, weather updates. So some possible rain games to look look at this weekend: Arizona at Chicago, the Chargers at Cincinnati. Baltimore at Pittsburgh and San Fran in Seattle. Um, and then it'll be snowing all week in Buffalo, but it should not affect the Monday night game. So uh, just some things to look, look at if you have players and in, in possible rain games, you know, ball gets wet, tougher to throw the ball, probably going to be more run heavy. So if you have running backs that you're, you're on the fringe about possibly playing those guys, or just, you know, if, if you're completely afraid of the rain games, then, hey, these are guys I want to stay away from. Um, work that waiver wire, guys. John Aroka, you know, they're he says he says it in, in all caps. So he knows – just so you guys know he's serious, he wants you guys to work that waiver. There are gems in every player list. He gave a quote from Adam Rank, which I thought was great. Uh, wide receivers are like pizza joints. Everyone has their favorites, but there are plenty out there. It's absolutely true. You know, we're seeing every week a different, a different guy going off for a different team. So it's, it's, it's like trying to catch lightning in the bottle, but the lightning's out there. So somebody's got to pick them up. Why not be, why not let it be you? Why not be that person? Um, But other than that, you know, there's, we're almost there. We're almost to playoff time. It's it's coming down to it. Um, I know Johnny Roca didn't talk about it, but CMC owners, you know, hopefully you held on to Chuba Hubbard to be your uh, to handcuff him because CMC has gone out for the rest of the year. So if you if you need that handcuff, or if you have that handcuff, use them because I believe Carolina they are on a bye this week, but after the bye, ooh. They have a tough, they have a tough fantasy playoff schedule. Actually, if you have if you have Chuba Hubbard, you might want to try and use that as kind of trade bait. You know, play the upside that he's going to get a lot of that work. 
They do play Buffalo. They play Buffalo, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, and Tampa Bay again in the fantasy playoffs. So a very, very tough stretch of, of things for them. So maybe look to, to uh, use them as trade bait. You know, I'm sure there are guys out there that are that are starting to to look away from from uh, their lower end guys like a Javante Williams who had a really good game for for Denver this past week. You know, um, there 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 are guys out there that you could that you could find. But other than that, I hope you all have a good fantasy week and we're going to throw it right on back over to uh travis and cheese and and we're back we're back again and i think now is a good time as any we have questions this week collected by collected by our friend johnny roca so i'm sure if he sent them to us he sent them to tyler so they're probably checked out there and i'll start with this first one here this is a bit pretty basic question here. This is from uh, Pablo, and he's a rookie to fantasy football. His team name is Ajuevo. He's five and seven so far. So not a bad for a rookie, not a bad score. I mean, it's not Donnie numbers, but he said, this is my first year playing and was wondering how do playoffs work? What if players on my team do not make it to the NFL playoffs? Want to answer this one really quick? Uh, well, the basic answer is it depends because every league is different, but the actual playoffs does not go into the NFL playoffs. It just goes into the end of the regular season. Mm-hmm. The only thing you have to worry about is if your team is going to be benching players the last one or two weeks of the season, because that would be your championship. So that's the only thing you would have to watch for. Otherwise it's during, it's during, NFL league regular season is when our playoffs happen for fantasy. Luckily so. with the new playoff format where there's only one team getting a buy, all the top teams seemingly are going to be fighting in week 18. So it yeah. shouldn't be an issue. Yeah, for sure. Um, here's another one that's from Mark Gutierrez. His team name is show me your lightning bolt. Interesting name team. He's a six and six right now. Guess it's a play on the chargers, right? A little who do we start action here? He's got Stafford against Jacksonville or Mahomes versus Denver. This guy drafted quarterbacks way too early. <laughs> he says both have been up and down. Who do you suggest? Jeez, I'll let you grasp this question. It It's a tough call. I mean, you drafted Mahomes probably very high, so you're like, you know what, I got to play him, but you also got Stafford. Stafford? Um as somebody got burnt by him last week, he is not playing terribly well, but he's at least putting up the numbers because the Rams are just throwing the ball all the time. Um, I don't know exactly how your league sh- uh, you know shapes up because it's all different, but I lean towards Mahomes just because I have more faith in that Chiefs offense. They are getting a little bit back to what they were doing. Um, and I'm a little scared that if the Rams get so big, up on the Jacksonville Jaguars that they're just going to run the ball, which ultimately I think that's what they do want. They want to run the ball a lot more than what they normally do, but they just aren't able to establish the run. The Chiefs, they run occasionally, but they always, always want to throw the ball. No matter what. Because, the I is. completely agree. I don't think, I, I don't think at all, even if, even if let's say you start Mahomes and he doesn't have a bad one uh, or he doesn't have a good start, 
I still think that he will do just about the same as if, like, let's say the Rams get up early and just run the ball a ton. Um, I don't think you're upset either way, but I, I lean towards Mahomes as well. At least you know that he's going to be throwing the ball, you know, divisional po- opponents. They always play tight. So uh, next one, you're going to like this one. This is from, quote, unquote, Lisa somewhere in Cali. I'm reading this verbatim too here. So I'm not using my real name in case my boyfriend listens to this podcast too. But hello, Mr. Cheese. I want only you to answer this question because you seem so smart and articulate. And I think your voice is so adorable. XOXO. My question is, who do you like better, Foreman or Hilliard from Tennessee? I need to pick up one of them for the playoffs. Thanks, Mr. Cheese. Uh, thank you, Trapdoor Groupie. I very much appreciate it. Uh, was, so, I don't know who that was. Uh, but when it comes to the uh, Tennessee backfield, um, it's, it's a little bit of a toss-up. I think I probably should like look up the actual stats just to see how it breaks down. Because I know they, I mean, they ran the ball very, very well last week, even though it wasn't exactly the uh, prettiest of uh, performance. Okay, let's see what is going on. So, uh, Hilliard had 131, Foreman had 109, Hilliard had a touchdown. Um, I, I mean, I guess after the last week's performance, you got to go with Hilliard just because it's shown. But Foreman did get 19 carries to Hilliard's 12, so it's it's very much a toss-up. I I think I'd rather go with, you know, I'll go with Foreman just because he had more carries. Yes, he didn't do as much, but they're showing they're giving him the rock more. So I will, I will add a little caveat onto this myself. They didn't ask for your opinion, Travis. No, 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 no. I'm not going to make, I'm not going to make an opinion on this. I would like to say like, because from what I've seen, from what I think we've all should have seen from Tennessee's offenses without, um, without I'm blanking. What's his name? Without <laughs> uh, Derrick Henry, without Derrick Henry, oh my god, that was terrible. They their offense is not productive at all. Like they can't do much. So is there maybe another running back in the free agent market that you see maybe owned in fifty percent or less of leagues that you'd rather pick up than than any of these two guys? Or is it just like you know at least Foreman's going to get the majority of the touches? Well, we've had we had two big injuries happen to running backs this week. We had Dalvin Cook go down, and we had DeAndre Swift. Now, I think Cook is more likely to be out, so that means Alexander Madsen. We keep telling you guys every single and week. And CMC. And, and CMC. C- and CMC, but they're on a bye. But still, you know, grab Chuba Hubbard. That I would say he, his is probably like the least, you know, number three out of the three just because he's not – I mean, he had his opportunity when CMC was out. He didn't exactly perform, and they have a tough schedule up ahead. I believe uh, Tyler talked about that in the uh, Commissioner's Corner segment. But um, we keep telling you guys, get your handcuffs, whether you have that player or not, if that person goes down. And this is what we're talking about, because I think Madison is, as long as Cook is out, plug and play a top 10 running back through the entire year. And he's still available, I think, like 50, 55% of league. So Alexander Madsen? Yeah. Really? Oh my God. We've been talking, we've been banging that drum of one of those guys who should be rostered. I mean, him, AJ Dillon, 
Like those guys need to be. I mean, I picked up Tony Pollard a couple weeks ago. Um, and because uh, I mean, Zeke hasn't been out out, but he hasn't been healthy and they've been splitting time and it's been lucrative for me. It helped out a lot this week. Sex, Just, you know, someone might have had both Pollard and Madison, but had to drop them for roster purposes. <laughs> you do what you got to do, right? Jeez. Yep. All right. Um, three part question here from Renee. He's now, oh, he moved. He mo- moved somewhere um, to Whittier. He mar- moved from Marietta. I like how to do these shout outs of places and fucking pronounce that. It's always, it's always fun for me. Um, said shout out to the pissed off Grogu gang. Three part question here. One at flex, James Connor or DeAndre Hopkins? What's your opinion? I'm going with James Connor. He's still the RB one over there. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is still a little bit of a question mark, and I just guaranteed more touches. I would say, and he's a Agreed. touchdown machine. Agreed. Uh, number two, I think scant. He says scantling on my bench. That must be MVS, right? Who he's speaking of? Keep him or drop him. Now these are always a hard thing because it depends really how deep your league is. Where where are you? Where are you sitting at? How deep your league is? What do you need? Do you have injuries out? MVS, I mean, is definitely a um not a non-consistent player for you, period. So maybe you go back and if if there's a guy in your free agent market who you want to swap up because maybe has a higher ceiling, then you go for that, drop him for that. But if there's not much out there, there's no reason to drop him for no reason at all, right? Yeah, just it all depends. I mean, if you're going like wide receivers, I think I would probably go after like a Kadarius Tony, uh, Van Jefferson, you know, someone who I think has a little more upside than MVS. We've seen him. What he is, he's a downfield threat. You're very, you're hoping for like two for 75 and a touchdown. Oh, let's do, okay, let's do this real quick because the Sean Jackson for the Raiders last week had a fairly productive week. I think he scored 20 plus fantasy points, at least in our league, which is high scoring, but that's, you you know, pretty good in other leagues. Would you go out on a limb and drop MVS for Deshaun Jackson and take a flyer on that this week? Or what's your opinion on that? So when it comes to like, the tail end, like let's just say MVS is like his last receiving option, which means he has probably two or three other ones that he's definitely going to put in there. I don't have an issue, you know, taking Deshaun Jackson as a flyer and see, I would want to see it one more week before I have any confidence to start in him. But I mean, that's like what Hunter Renfro was like. Hunter Renfro was a guy who you, you had as a waiver wire pickup. Probably you didn't think he was that valuable. He showed you week after week. And now I think he's a viable, you know, wide receiver two strong flex option now. So. I mean, I would probably say that just because you haven't seen it from Deshaun Jackson. yet. You know kind of what you're getting at MVS. And you're going to start him, but you're not going to expect – you're not going to start him with any confidence, I would say. Yeah, for sure. I just like to – like when I come up with – when I think of something that's a good example, it's a better way to explain it through an example like that than it is to just kind of generalize. So, um, And then the last one from him, uh, Matt Stafford is my starter, but which backup should I keep on my bench? Uh, Heineke or Tua, I very much appreciate this question because there is no need to roster three quarterbacks, right? Hardly ever is there a need to roster three. Mine, 
is I would say Tua. Tua off a big week last week. I feel like Miami's getting hot. He's got the tools over here. I Heineke has been shown bits and pieces of good, but you don't have the upside of him using his feet like you have with Tua. And uh, that kind of knocks it down for me. Although I, I made that big fucking hustle about the upside of people using their feet last week and fucking Cam Newton sucked. Jalen Hurst sucked. Like it, <laughs> it was not a good look, but I promise you that's kind of the way you want to go. Well, we'll just pat ourselves on the back because I think I brought it up last week that Johnny Rook asked us the question, Tua or Cam? We both said Tua, yeah. and obviously that is the correct answer thus far. So yeah. uh, we're, we're Team Tua out here, so we're going to keep going with Tua over Heineken. And, you know, Tua actually throws the ball farther than five yards every play. So Exactly, yeah. Uh, and then the last one here is from our commish, our commish, J-Row. He said, in one of my leagues, I can only start one tight end. I have Gronk or Kyle Pitts. Which should I start? Tyler voted for Kyle Pitts. I think um, I think we're going to be consistent over here, right? Kyle Pitts is the only r- real receiving option over there in Atlanta. You might as well ride him. I would say that, but Kyle Pitts has not been very good recently. Gronk, on the other hand, going up against a quote-unquote weaker defense in the Falcons. You know what? I'll be a little different. I'll say Gronk. Why not? Yeah, I just, you know, and I was early on Gronk last year when everybody said that he wasn't shit no more. I was like, he's still got it, guys. And it's just, you know, it's tough to tell. Why is my mouth not showing up? It's tough to tell, but uh, it it is difficult for me. I just, man, I think Matt Ryan's going to have to shoot his way out of this. And, uh, oh, you know what I should do is look up the opposition rank. That would help out a ton. Give me one second here, Cheese. Can you go buster for a second? Well, what I was going to do was going to try to go back in time and see what, what the stat. That's one thing I would do is I would go back in time, go to the stat lines and see, because these two teams have played each other already, the Falcons and the uh, So here, So go ahead. You can look that up. Um, but for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right now they are 25th um, ranked as a, a, a po- for opposing tight ends. So um, although good defense, they seem to give up most of their points on the offensive side of the ball to the tight end here. So there's that. And if we're going to look at this while we're looking at it right now, they give up, is that 31? It shows them as the 31st worst team against quarterbacks. So they give the most the most points to quarterbacks, the second most points to tight end. As you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Do you have so, that stat? So if we were going to go to the box score to see what happened, uh, technically uh, Kyle Pitts was the leading receiver for the uh, Falcons that week. He was five for 73, no touchdowns. Uh, Gronk was four for 39, but he had two touchdowns. So that was that kind of weird game where Gronk had those two touchdowns and he was kind of on that early tear. So this doesn't, honestly, hurt, yeah. yeah, honestly, this doesn't help because they both had pretty good games. Yeah. So I, I'd still go with Gronk, though. I mean, it could be one of those things where it's like you're not mad either way. Maybe if you're um, maybe take a look at your roster, see what you're looking for. I say if you're looking, wh- who do you say has the higher floor in that? opposition floor 
can be, I think, different uh, things just because I think the floor for the Tampa offense is better than the floor for the Falcons offense. But I think I might lean a little towards Kyle Pitts just because Patterson is back. So that means the offense should be back. I mean, we saw what happened last week. So, yeah, they were able to when they're, they're able to run the ball effectively that opens up the pass game of course and you know that only helps pits and i think just because sure lack of like we know that tom brady loves to throw to gronk and he loves to throw at his guys but the fact of the matter is there's still a ton of different people over there so it really depends on who atlanta is going to shut down you know could go either way um all right so that's the questions thanks for sending in those questions keep sending them in through J Row and then he just sends them to us. But um, we'll get started with the Thursday night game here, huh? Uh, the Dallas Cowboys in New Orleans to play the Saints. Um, the Saints off that poor performance on uh, Sunday night football. Now, I do have a question because I've seen that Taysom Hill was the projected leader in points for, um, for New Orleans this week. Is he going to be the starter this week? Taysom Hill is getting first team reps in practice. I don't know if I've seen anything that he's officially the starter, but I would assume uh, he will be the starter. So uh, a lot of changes going on in New Orleans right now. Do we think we have ups? There's upside enough for him to flex uh, or flex into a quarterback spot. Say you're you have Aaron Rodgers and he's on by, and you're looking somebody to start in his place. I mean, it's tough to say just as like a one week fill in just because we don't know what he's gonna. I mean, he's been battling a, a foot injury, a toe injury, I believe. Mm-hmm. So that's probably gonna hurt his mobility a little bit. Um, I, I mean, it's tough to say just because it all depends on who you have out there. I still would say I'd rather have Tua than Taysom just because I think Tua has a lot better throwing ability than Taysom Hill does right now. But I mean, going up against the Dallas Cowboys, we thought they'd be a, a stingy, a stingy defense. I mean, we've seen that they, you know, points can be put up on them. So I think this is a weird matchup, too, because both of these defenses are like that in a sense where we've seen them really shut out teams and then we've seen them just get dog fucking walked. So what what defense actually shows up? Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. The, the foot issue really worries me on that side. Uh, what about for the wide receivers over there? Marcus Callaway, our boy Traquan Smith. Does this does having Taysom Hill start over? boost them up at all i don't um you would know better if they have any rapport than me i'm trying to go back in time because when Taysom Hill started i think michael thomas was playing i think thomas had a little bit better of an uptick i do remember alvin Kamara's value kind of went down a lot because he wasn't getting a lot of throwing he wasn't getting a lot of pass catch but that's kind of just been him the entire season thus far mm-hmm. so i i mean i think you're really looking more towards you know ppr totals than, you know, like a long bomb touchdown because I don't think Taysom Hill has, you know, that kind of game in him. I mean, that's always the discussion between him and Jameis was Jameis gives you more of a vertical threat while Taysom Hill gives you more running ability and kind of, you know, old school football type. For sure, for sure. And then on the other side of the football, uh, Dallas um, off of another, who did they? Yeah, they had a good performance last week. Um, They played balls to the wall against the Raiders, just didn't come out with it. And... C.D. Lamb, as of yesterday, was taking first-team reps. He seems to be all right and back from his concussion, even though it says he's rolled out here. Um, um, They project that he's going to be back playing. Amari Cooper is 
still not, looks like it's not option, practicing, man. not practicing. So I would, I would bet on no for Amari Cooper, but CeeDee Lamb's back in. Do you think CeeDee Lamb is an immediate start coming back to this lineup? In my opinion, I would say hold off just because we know that the Saints corner Saints have pretty good cornerbacks and they can they can be they can be nasty at times. So I'm just I'm not sure. I think if anything, this boosts the numbers um for uh Michael Gallup to have somebody opposing him or or Cedric Wilson. Who do you think? Uh, if you have CD Lamb, I say you're going to start him. You know, I got the DAC CD stack, so I'm firing that up this uh, Thursday. But uh, Saints have a really tough run defense, and with Zeke kind of questionable coming in, maybe, you know, giving him some time off and not playing him this week. Um, I would assume the uh, Cowboys are probably going to look to throw the ball a little bit more than what they normally do. So, yes, Tony Pollard might get the start and might get a lot of run. And I, I guess I'd say start him just because he's the number one guy there in a really talented offense, but I, I would be weary of, you know, having really high expectations for the Cowboys run game. I think it's more of a passing game for them, for them to succeed. Yeah. You're hoping that kind of Tony Pollard gets in on a passing touchdown, right? Gets into the end zone that way. Yeah. I mean, I, I would just look to last week, you know, the last game with the bills, just kind of go off of that. And what the bills did is what I think the Cowboys are going to try to do against the saints. All right. And then the next game, we get the giants. Going to Miami to play the Dolphins. I'll let you kick this one off for me. Uh, Daniel Jones has a little bit of a neck injury, so uh, he's a little questionable coming into this one. Saquon getting more of the touches, looking more like Saquon. It, you know, it's week thirteen. It's about damn time if you drafted Saquon. But uh, you know that Dolphins defense has gotten a lot better. Like they are playing fantastic right now. One of the better. I mean. You know, streak-wise, they're one of the best teams in the league right now just because they've been on a little hot streak. So I would, you know, tamper expectations if you're looking at the Dolphins. And I said a little earlier, Kadarius Tony is a guy I'm looking at as on a possible waiver wire pickup. You know, receivers on the waiver wire, not too great this week, but I still like the talent. A lot of mouths to feed, but he does get a majority of the targets. Um, Yeah. Like you said, Miami has been on a tear lately. Jalen Waddle's been great. Miles Gaskin has been good. Tua get Tua is keep rolling. God, I couldn't get the words out of my mouth. Um, so I expect things to continue with that. Like uh, the Giants aren't a team that I would really look like um, uh, that would really stop me in my tracks from starting any of these guys. I would sure. say be a little weary about the wide receivers just because they the Giants do have good cornerbacks. Yeah, they give up the let's see, they're 13th opposition rank to wide receivers. So that that's fairly good. So, but I just think there's there's so much talent there anyways that it's going to get spread out. And uh Miami defense, I don't know what percentage is owned on the Miami defense. I think I can look right here. Percentage rostered less than 50% here, so that would be a defense that you might want to look to stream. Uh New York Giants can be frisky, but I'd rather take the chance on him, and Miami's been good, so keep that fucking thing rolling. The next game, Indianapolis Colts at the Houston Texans. Um, Houston shut out fucking Tennessee. They played a really good game, and then what did they do last week? They last uh, week, lost to the Jets. Maybe. They lost to the Jets. That's right, and this was at home, so they're really going back and forth. You can't tell what this team is. At least can you tell us what you think fantasy-wise we have from Tyrod Taylor this week? 
going up against the Colts, I think it's one of those another hit or miss defense. I mean, you're not like starting Tyrod with like any like true confidence, but Brandon Cooks, I mean, he had a long touchdown. We keep saying this, you know, Brandon Cooks really the only guy out there. Um, with Philip Lindsay getting released, we kind of saw Rex Burkhead and David Johnson kind of being a like a one quote unquote one two punch if you can even call it that. So um, I think it's like another toss up. So it's like yeah, it's gonna it's be like, another it's one like Tennessee. Of it's just like start Brandon Cooks and then if you're in a pinch or a deep league, Tyrod Taylor maybe has some upside. I don't know. This and this is difficult too because Houston has only won games in their division, correct? They beat the the Titans a couple weeks ago. Then who did they, what was their first win? Jacksonville. That sounds that sounds right. Sure, that's right, not? right. We'll go with that. Yeah. Um, Indianapolis, of course, Jonathan Taylor. We talked about him last week in his big week. He didn't have a huge week last week, but he did what I, I think RB1 numbers for you. Of course, make sure you stay, you know, stay the course with him. Don't try and get frisky. Don't try and get weird with it. I think um, Carson Wentz is a productive starter for this week against Houston's bad defense. I, I think he'll get the job done. Houston's going to, I think, sneaky kind of keep up in this one. So it's not going to come down to just a Jonathan Taylor fest. They're going to have to throw the ball later than you would hope if you're in Indianapolis, but better for fantasy football. Yeah, and the receivers, they really spread the ball out. Let's see, Wentz threw it 44 times. Uh, Pittman had the most at 10 targets, but no one was over like 80 yards. So um, I'd still say Pittman, but uh, after that, I mean, Jack Doyle, if you're kind of desperate, kind of just looking around, 6 for 81 and a touchdown. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're, yeah, you're touchdown dependent, but why not against Houston, right? Uh, next game, Minnesota Vikings at the Detroit Lions. Uh, Minnesota Vikings had a good week last week in a shootout. Um, Alexander Madsen, right? Here, I get, that's insane. 33.8% of ESPN leagues have him rostered. That is an insane number. Go to your team, go to your league right now and make sure he is rostered because he is going to have an absolute huge week against the lions there's no reason not to have a huge week against the lions they have been absolutely terrible and i you know we talk about how much i like dan campbell i think the team is imploding on itself and jared goff isn't even playing quarterback this week correct um i believe he is he played on thursday on thanksgiving it was a shit show especially as someone who uh bet the over in that game thinking oh you know it'd be fun Take the over, see some points scored. Uh, no. Oh, I guess he is starting. Yeah. Terrible. What, it, what? I mean, who's startable from Detroit? Like, I mean, I would say TJ Hawkinson just because he's a tight end, but we've seen his kind of production fall off a cliff. Uh, Minnesota, the, Minnesota is third ranked opposition rank against tight ends. I would say Jamal Williams because the uh, we saw what the 49ers did to the uh, Vikings last week. They just ran it right down their throats over and over and over again. Now, obviously, the Lions are not the 49ers, but um, if DeAndre Swift is out with a shoulder injury, I believe Jamal, I mean, it's Alexander Matson, Jamal Williams, and, uh, you know, Chuba Hubbard are kind of like those top three guys that we said earlier. 
go out there, pick them up the waiver wire. Who, I mean, who there's volume. nobody. You're, yeah. you're just looking at plain volume from those guys. And there's, that's what you're looking at. Detroit should try and run the ball because they try and throw the ball and they turn it over. They don't put, perform. So yeah. And th- that's exactly what the 49ers did was run it, run it, run it, run it. And that's how they won. So I, I don't expect a different trade for them. I just, I think at some point, Vikings will be up big and the Lions will have to start throwing it. But I mean, uh, you have to look forward to the to the to the load, right? You yeah, can't just look forward to the load. Yeah. It was such a weird way to say that. So dirty. Uh Philadelphia Eagles at New York Jets. I'll let you start off this one. Um, you said a little earlier with uh Jalen Hurts not his best game against New York football giants. So uh, going back to back in New York, I believe they played in New York last week. So they got to just a weird, just stay the night, stay the week and play against New Jersey. Sorry, New Jersey. Don't want all the bills fans coming after me because they're the true New York team. Damn it. That's goddamn right. Uh, But I mean, we saw it once again, Miles Sanders, they did not run the ball very effectively. I mean, their offense in general was not very good, but I don't know what to do with Miles Sanders because you probably draft him as like your RB2. You might not have any better options. I mean, it's the Jets, so that gives you a little bit more, you know, happiness to start him. But um, I wouldn't be shocked if like, you know, Boston Scott or someone else, you know, outscores him. Yeah, it's just it's just too unpredictable. I, I know. And we talk about it all the time where it's like you draft a guy at a certain position. So what else are you going to do? I think that because of Miles Sanders' lack of productivity and lack of an upside, that you have to go elsewhere. I mean, I'm sorry. you At this point, you just wasted a draft pick. It's like me and C. It's like anybody who has CMC. It's the same thing. You know what? He got hurt. You wasted a draft pick. You have to chalk this one up at the same thing. He's just unproductive. Yeah. Don't be and afraid th- to cut your losses. I mean, I did that with Mike Davis. I'm not exactly, you know, doing fantastic right now at the running back position, but it's a lot better than whatever the hell Mike Davis is doing right now. Take a shot on a higher ceiling guy. I mean, that, that's that's basically what you need to do. And then um, for the Jets, I mean, Zach Wilson has the ability to throw the ball around, and um, the um, Eagles are 21st uh, opposition rank against quarterbacks in a league, so. I think and uh if you're looking at somebody to start in place of a bye, go after Zach Wilson. What the fuck, you know? Unless unless your league is heavy on um negative points for interceptions. That's the only thing I would I would put an asterisk next to. If if it, negative inter if interceptions are like hard impact on your score, then maybe not because you know he's gonna throw at least two. Yeah, I probably would go elsewhere with uh, Zach Wilson. I mean, I would probably go like Taylor Heineke or we keep saying two or someone other just because, I mean, he gives you the negative points with the interceptions and then he's not exactly lighting up. I mean, 14 for 24, 145 yards, no touchdowns and interception. So he's not, I mean, and he was against the Texans. So I don't think it's going to get much better against the Eagles who, you know, they have like a, a decent enough defense and I would assume they're going to get an interception off of him. Because he just throws it every single week. Well, we'll just have to see next week, you fuck face. We'll just have to see. But it is at home, and the Jets, for some reason, play better at home. That's right. J-E-T-S, right? Yep, Jets. Uh, 
Next game is going to be the Arizona Cardinals facing off against the Chicago Bears. Arizona Cardinals back from bye. We talked about the nuke stuff earlier in the um in this. I want to keep mentioning that if you're a Christian Kirk owner, just because DeAndre Hopkins appears to be back, I still think that Christian Kirk outscores him. He has been spotty early, but as of late, he's been very consistent as uh, the wide receiver over there and uh, one of the targets. And Kyler Murray is projected to be back, so I I think that just that even boosts his his numbers up there. Um. AJ Green, I would downgrade AJ Green. He seemed to get more use with um, Colt McCoy, right? No. Yes. Was it Colt? It was Colt McCoy. Okay, I was questioning myself. Uh, he seemed to get more use with Colt McCoy. If you were somebody who was flexing in AJ Green with DeAndre Hopkins back, make sure you downgrade that position. Um, and then I think the Cardinals defense has a stellar day. So if you're looking for a team to stream even though you know they're rostered in 71 percent of leagues um you can take a look for cardinals d uh the bears uh i mean i told you this last week if you're waiting to see it with darna mooney start him and he definitely did pay off five catches Wait, didn't ken start him against you uh yeah but you know we're not gonna talk about that you got to see that firsthand yeah and it, and it was fine because you know Deion, he had deandre swift and he also had uh, somebody else who didn't do so great. I was like, ah, you know, I got this. It's fine. And then, you know, Van Jefferson's out here catching bombs. And that's like a 20, you know, we talked about it on the commissioner's corner bonuses. Johnny Roca hates bonuses. I agree with them for some reason, every, at least one time, every single year I get fucked because of your stupid bonuses. Basically you know, a, a 50 yard touchdown is two touchdowns. Cause you get a seven point bonus for a long touchdown. Tyler set up the leagues, uh, the scoring on that. I just ask every year if everybody's cool with it, but you know, next year, I'm hopefully we'll do a live draft next year and we can all vote on everything before we start and get paid that day. <clears throat> but, uh, Darno, um, but, but you know what? I've been making a stink. I'm almost all paid up. Good job. Good job. Just waiting on your partner and then both of our partners and one of two others. Anyways, Darnell Mooney. Fantastic. He is quarterback proof. I say you, you fire him up. Yeah, you know, Cardinals defense is a little tough, but I still think he's going to have a, a good game. Cole Komet, the ever-changing you know carousel that is the tight ends. He got in the end zone, or he did not get in the end zone, but he uh, caught, was that, eight catches for 65 yards. So there it is. There's another there, name to throw in the hat. There it is. Duh, Bears. Uh, next game is the Los Angeles Chargers at the Cincinnati Bengals. I'll let you kick this one off. Um, some people have been talking about Jamar Chase's recent um, lackluster performances. I'll let you kick off. I want to hear what your thoughts about those. Well, big day for uh, Joe Mixon. We all know Tyler really enjoyed that. But, yeah, I've been kind of saying it. T. Higgins, it, it's looking like his stock is rising. He's getting a lot of looks, and finally he had his breakout game last week. Finally gets over 100 yards. Could have got in the end zone twice. Got in the end zone once. Uh, Jamar Chase, I I mean, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, maybe it's just because the defenses are more keen on him and they are scared of him that they're locking him down a little bit more. So that's why kind of T. Higgins is, is kind of eating a little bit more. Travis, I know, as a Jamar Chase manager. Uh, what do you, are you a little scared 
of uh, of Chase's recent lack of productivity? You know, you're not. It's one of those things where you're not comfortable with it. But even at the lack of productivity, it's still not terrible. You know what I'm saying? And and the great thing about Jamar Chase was you, you got him at such a value that you should have a wide receiver one that picks up the slack if he doesn't show up. And, and that's that's the key there is that you drafted him so low. So I'm still comfortable starting him, you know, most weeks because I, you know, you just don't want to miss a big week. You don't want to you don't want to be on the other side of this when when he comes back and goes off again. And I think the um, Chargers could be a weak, a good uh, opponent to do that against. Maybe not. I don't know. They actually sh- show second opposition opposition rank to wide receivers. So maybe I'm the fucking idiot here. But it also is a thing that their run defense is so bad that they are probably, I don't know what the run defense is, but uh, I would assume it's going to be another big Joe Mixon day. And we're seeing they really want to establish her when they want to run the ball. Yeah. So, I mean, that's probably swaying it to why they are quote unquote better at stopping the wide receivers because they can't stop the run. So, I would assume it's going to be another kind of game like this where Joe Mixon's going to have a big day. Like last, like that we just had this past weekend, right? Yeah. There's not much fantasy productivity from anybody else. There's just a little bit of a floor, and then it's just Joe Mixon going off. And T. Higgins, because got not biased whatsoever. Hammer that drum, right? Yep. Um, I think the biggest thing that we need to talk about from the Chargers is the Mike Williams situation. Because it's one of those questions that keeps coming up. We keep addressing it each week. And he had another lackluster performance. Um, I think I'm on the other side of this coin now. Uh, There's just not enough offense there. The Chargers have slowly and surely worked themselves from the hot stuff that they were last year um, to the kind of hot start they had at the beginning of this year to kind of a back-to-earth football team. And they're just not spreading it well. Mike Williams, I think at this point, unless you're in a deep league, is not even a flex option. Um, I, I'd say he's a flex option. Now, is he startable? Maybe, probably not. Um, I would say I just see this game going very similar to the Cal- the uh, Bengals-Steelers uh, game where the Bengals, the Bengals are firing. They're going to do their thing. It's just a matter of will – the Chargers offense be able to keep up. And we've seen the Chargers offense has not been the way it has been these last few weeks. So I would not be shocked if the Bengals put up another 30, 40 bomb while the Chargers are just kind of, you know, sputtering and putting up maybe 10 points wallowing in it. Right. Yeah. Uh, Which when in that case, make sure you downgrade whatever you think Justin Herbert is. I don't know who your backup is, but it's definitely something to look at. And then we'll talk about a game that we talked out talked about quite a bit: the Buccaneers at the Falcons. Do we have anything else we need to touch? Because we touched a lot of this game when we talked about Gronk versus Kyle Pitts. Yeah, just another. You know, Antonio Brown might come back this week. Uh, Calvin or not Calvin Ridley? Cat. I mean, we don't know what's going on with Calvin Ridley. He might not play again this uh, year. But uh, Russell Gage, I said it. He got in the end zone. He finally kind of broke out a little bit as the number one option in terms of wide receivers. So. Um, I mean, it's a tough Buccaneers defense, but we've seen week in, week out, you can put points up on them. So 
I mean, maybe Russell Gage is another guy that you can kind of put in that flex option. I mean, if it's between Gage and Williams, Travis, who would you favor? Russell Gage. I would favor Russell Gage. I, I know that the I know that the Bucks defense is probably better than the Browns defense, but um, at least as a divisional opponent, and we know how tough they're played, the offense should have something dialed up, and this is their second time facing them. So they, they could they could throw a different look at the Tampa Bay defense. Um, yeah, and, and I think they're just more upside with the fact that Russell Gage appears to be the number one wide receiver over there. It, least for the time being the next makes game sense. what makes sense yep all Smart right guy i appreciate that did you write that email to yourself just so i'll feel bad then you can do this later uh no no yeah. idea who lisa is shout out lisa quote unquote lisa because sorry just... was it in was it in quotes lisa or yeah it was quote it was quote unquote lisa okay quote unquote That's... lisa shout out yeah because she did you know if her boyfriend was listening I don't know who your boyfriend is, but nobody listens to this. All right. What's your boyfriend to listen to? Who cares? Make it a family affair. There we go. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars at Los Angeles Rams. Uh, we talked about the Rams a bunch, so I don't think there's much else to talk about, right? You're starting Cooper Cup. You're starting um, Van Jefferson has a huge, huge, huge upside. We talked about him a bunch. Um, Odell Beckham. People might want to say, because he had a, a good week last week, he had a big bomb for a touchdown. I would still be iffy to just go out and start him immediately. This game, I think we talked about it, could go one of two ways. And I think either way they go, they don't favor Odell Beckham. Yeah, we saw uh, his back was acting up a lot, so I haven't really been paying attention to his status. But, I mean, it wouldn't shock me. You know, take a week off against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Right. Let's see what it says here. If you want to get into the Jack, what do you see from Jacksonville? I'll read this real quick. Um, I mean, not too, too much. Pretty much the same thing. You know, you're starting James Robinson. Uh, for looking at the wide receivers, I mean, it's just they spread it a bunch. And, you know, even when they spread it a bunch, it's not a productive offense too much. So it's kind of hard to see. Um, I kept banging the drum for Dan Arnold. I started him in place in place of Travis Kelsey this week. And then what happens? He catches one pass for nine yards and like busts his kneecap. So that's um, how it always works. Yep. Uh, but uh, shout out to uh, James Oshak Hennessy. He uh, stepped in his space and, uh, you know, got nine targets for uh, 33 yards with five catches. So uh, James O'Shaughnessy or Oshak Hennessy, whichever way you want to pronounce O'Shag it. Oshak Hennessy. Uh, you know, he's another guy throwing that tight end hat. Yeah. I mean, Tight end position. We talk about it week to week, but um, Odell Beckham was diagnosed with a hip pointer. So deep hip bruise. Um, Sean McVay says he shouldn't be limited this week, but we know how much coaches actually know about what's going on with OBJ. So I, I would, I mean, I don't like, uh, I don't think there's a, there's a huge upside, but I think the floor is really, really low on OBJ. And, and at this point of the season, do you want to risk it, right? Yeah, I mean, we're kind of seeing kind of what we thought, like Van Jefferson and OBJ are kind of splitting that Robert Woods role. They're both kind of – they're getting some looks, not all the looks. And, and I think Van Jefferson looks better, honestly. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a talented guy. I mean, even with Robert Woods, I think he, still, he had startability, and I think now without him, 
I mean, especially if if OBJ is out, I, you know, Van Jefferson just is going to plop right in there. Agreed. We'll move on to the next game, though. Uh, we have the Washington football team against the Las Vegas Raiders. I'll let you kick this one off here. Uh, does I mean kind of questionable with uh, well the baller status? I think Johnny Roca said it. Uh, Foster Monroe, he is a a good kind of plug and play guy if you need a a tight end. Just because um, I mean we've seen it even without Waller or with Waller. I think uh, Monroe's an, a good guy to uh, pick up and start. Um, we said it with uh, Hunter Renfro. He's a guy. Deshaun Jackson. I mean maybe he's a guy, but. It's all about Daniel Carlson. He's the GOAT. He's scoring a bunch of points. I would not be shocked because that Washington defense is getting a little better. I wouldn't be shocked if the Raiders move it, move it on them, but can't punch it in. So Carlson gets some uh, some field goals in this one. Absolutely love it. Um, Terry McLaurin fans have not been happy. I think the frustration continues with him this week. I think they try and keep the ball on the ground, keep the ball out of the Raiders' hands. Antonio Gibson should have a fantastic week for the Washington football team. And Logan Thomas, keep the chains moving. Great start this week as well. Next game, the four, oh, sorry, the Ravens at the Steelers, the frauds against the other frauds they are all frauds. At least one of the frauds wins their football games. Yeah. That's the only difference in my eyes. Um, I'll start with the Steelers. Big Ben looks like absolute shit. And the problem now that we see occurring is that, um, Najee Harris, because they're getting beat by so much is not being able to, is not able to be used in the run game as effective as we saw before. And I think, um, I think this is the perfect week for Najee Harris to get back on his feet because Baltimore doesn't score that much. They hardly score. They they're not good. I keep saying it every week. Lamar Jackson is the only one you start on that team. And that's even throw four picks last week. Still scored 20 points in my other fantasy league. I don't know how the fuck that happens. But um, I, I think Najee Harris is probably the only one you're going to start from Pittsburgh this week. I don't trust any of them. I mean, I'd probably maybe say, you know, the wide receivers, Johnson and nah. Claypool. I mean, it, it is tough, but I just don't know what other better options you really you have. Um, but uh, on the Ravens side, they do have some startable players. I mean, Mark Andrews for one. I mean, last week it was pretty much all the people you would think. It was Andrews, Marquise Brown, Justin Tucker, the defense, and then Lamar Jackson. So Lamar oh, Jackson. Justin Tucker. Yeah, Justin Tucker. Fucking awesome. So, yeah, I mean, regular scoring says here Jackson was the, the fifth scoring person on that team. So definitely just showing how bad of a day it was. But, um, I mean, I guess you still got to start him just because he's Lamar Jackson. You probably put a lot of uh, payroll into him, so. I mean, I guess well, he's got the, he's got the upside if the if he uses his feet, right? Yeah, I mean, we're seeing uh, Rashad Bateman also. He, I mean, you know, four catch, thirty one yard. It's really hard to like, you know, you got to take some positives out of it. But I mean, Rashad Bateman, I, I thought he looked good, and uh, I think he has more upside than Hollywood Brown at this point. I mean, I I, I still see you know Hollywood Brown getting the looks. He got ten targets for for Brown to four of Bateman, so you know, eight catches, fifty one yards, so. 
Um, I'm just I'm just saying upside because Hollywood's not really moving the ball downfield. He does get more looks than him, but they're really opening it up to try and get Bateman to make some plays. So especially leagues where it's like big play, touchdowns, extra points. I don't know. Fuck those bonuses. I also think that the team sucks and they're not going to score shit. This is going to be another game. This fucking they they stunk it up against the fucking Cleveland Browns. Heard ass Cleveland Good old Browns. AFC North battle. Yeah, I mean nine to six or something. You think this one gets into double digits this week? I mean, it was like a fucking baseball game last week. Yeah, I think the I think the Ravens can Ravens can put up double digits. I don't know about the Steelers. Yeah, it's gonna be rough. I wouldn't be surprised. I think uh, the, where's this at? This one's in Pittsburgh, right? Yep. I'm putting all my money on the Steelers this week, even though Big Ben stinks. Damn. I bet you they're home dogs too. Um, 49ers at at the Seattle Seahawks. Why don't you kick it off? Uh, 49ers, they are very much hitting their stride. Recently, Debo Samuel has been a revelation. He was a great uh, wide receiver, and now he's a fantastic running back. But it looks as though he will be out for at least uh, this week, possibly the next week. So, unfortunately, uh, Debo is out. Um, But uh, that that running game I still think is going to continue. To be, I mean, yes, Brandon Ayuk is there. There so we go. He will get. He will definitely get a lot of looks when it comes to the uh, passing games. But also, uh, George Kittle is still there as well. But uh, running backs, I mean, Elijah Mitchell. I think he's going to be continue to be fantastic. And I don't know what that was going on. Uh, Trey Sermon. That was one of the, my worst calls of the season. I thought he was as a backup was going to be the guy. And you know, it seems like everyone gets hurt in the running back room, but he still can't get any looks. I don't know what's going on there. We have, you know. We go out on a limb to make these takes sometimes, you know. I'm still living in the fucking terrible take of uh, what's his name from fucking Carolina, Robbie Anderson. So it happens to the best of us, cheese. Uh, Seattle, Russell Wilson, is he back? Nope. I'll say, I'll say this week he has a slightly better week than he did last. I don't think I don't think they really improved that much. But he's still fantasy relevant. The issue is on the other side. We got DK Metcalf last week. DK only scored two points. So what did he catch? Two? Do you have the stats on that? I don't, don't have, have them. He didn't get a target until like the third quarter. It was amazing watching that zero up on the board. Um, and Tyler Lockett seemed to be the tar- the main target, but he only scored, you know, under 15 points here. Under he, 15, he, he caught he caught a, a long pass early. Like, okay, cool. You know, Russ is back. It looks like his finger is good. And then, I mean, the next 50 minutes, it was just yeah. not good. And then that final drive, finally, he you know put something together. But I mean, it's been a struggle. I think that finger has you know I, he might have came back a little too too early, and he just doesn't look the same. Yes, I, I think I think it's the finger not being completely healed, the timing being off from him being away. I think it's a bad mix of everything, but I still, you know, it's Russell Wilson. He makes things happen. There's still some upside for him to start. Uh, Broncos at Chiefs on Sunday night football. We talked about this game a little bit already. Um, was there anything we really missed? I mean, we didn't talk about. We know, just talked about, talk about the Chiefs, really. Yeah, we didn't talk about the uh, the Denver Broncos, but uh, I think this is a good week for both running backs, both Melvin Gordon and uh, Javante Williams, uh, Gordon get more of the snaps, more of the looks, but Williams is kind of doing more with his touches. 
So I, I like both of them as a starter, as like an RB2 type. Uh, but the the passing game, it's just, I don't know what is going on. You get Jerry Judy back and, you know, well, Teddy, everyone... Teddy still doesn't look, I mean, he, he came out of that game last week hurt and then came back in still kind of wobbling around. I don't think he's right. You know, I mean, even when he's right, we know the upside isn't exactly there, but not, not even close to this. Right. Yeah. I mean, Corlin Sutton, they signed him to the big contract. Jerry Judy comes back and he just hasn't done anything. Um, Drew, I mean, I don't know. Drew Locke is not a better quarterback than Teddy Bridgewater, but I just oh. don't know for fantasy purposes. Like Drew Locke has some Brett Favre fuck it in him. He's just going to chuck it downfield. And maybe that, you know, will give Corlin Sutton, maybe some of the other wide receivers a little more fantasy relevance. But well, we had seen that upside. Oh, shit. The fucking microphone almost fucking came and hit me in the chest. Uh, we've seen the upside with Tim Patrick, a guy I've talked about all season, trying to make you trying to make that happen, like Brandon Ayuk last year. But we've seen at times because. Uh, he had that fuck it in him and would just sling it downfield that if he got open, he had big play potential. And Teddy just doesn't have it. I mean, at the beginning of the season, he had some of it. And um, I mean, it's what made Cortland Sutton like really fantasy relevant. But it just seems like the game plan has gone away from that. Like they're more interested in not losing big than trying to win. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just like the death by a thousand paper cuts. They're fine with giving it to Gordon, rushing for like three, four yards, and just dink and dunk down the field. Yeah, I, I think it's a, I think it's a real problem. I, I mean, they're gonna have to address. Um, what's the fucking head coach over there? The, uh, Vic Fangio. Vic Fangio. Oh, I kept thinking Van, Van, Van. I'm like, God damn it. Talk about Van uh, Jefferson then, too much. Yeah, and then uh, finally Monday Night Football: Patriots at Bills. Patriots on an absolute fucking terror i think last week was one of the only weeks we can actually say that um that mac jones wasn't just a good football quarterback he was a good fantasy football quarterback um we've seen guys kendrick Bourne broke out i mean nick folk has been i i keep bounding the drum on him it's fucking amazing we've seen damian harris uh, do a really fucking good job. This offense is rolling. Do you think the Bills have what it takes to stop the New England offense from rolling? Uh, I mean, with uh, Tredavious White out, that is a, a big blow to you know the secondary and trying to stop him. I, I do really like Kendrick Bourne. I think he's – if there is one wide receiver to go out and take on the waiver wire, I think he's the guy. He's getting a lot of looks. Um, he's, again, you know, kind of gotten better over time. So I do like him. Um I mean, maybe in this game, I, I like him, but it's just kind of weird because I, I don't know what the game was going to play out. It's in Buffalo. You know, Johnny Roca, I think, said it's not going to rain or, or snow or anything like that. So weather shouldn't be an issue. But I, I think the the uh, Patriots want to kind of control clock, eat it up with Damian That's Harris. That's exactly what I was going to say. Damian and, Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah, so I, I mean, I see some value in like, you know, Kendrick Bourne, but I think the real values in the running backs. I think both of them. Yeah. I think and Ramondre Stevenson was a guy we talked about off the waiver wire and he wasn't really good last week, but they really slung the ball around. And I think where his, where he really thrives is just on the ground. I think this week, him and Damian Harris are both start potentials in flex positions or whatnot. Like they both can be started. 
yeah, Stevenson got nine carries. Harris got 11. Uh, Brandon Bolden is the pass catcher, so he didn't carry it, but he got four for 54. So, um, and then anything from Buffalo? I mean, the that's one of those where it's like Josh Allen starting, Stefan Diggs is starting. Um, do you think New England has what you know, Devin Singletary at this point, and I think anybody in the running back room, we talked about it already, but I just want to reiterate, don't start them because they're not productive. Even if they do get a majority of the carries, any, anything else? No, I mean, Dawson Knox, he's, he's a guy, he's like one of the, you know, better tight ends in the kind of that second, third tier, uh, Matt Breida. I mean, if you have to pick one, I guess you're picking him for some strange reason. He's kind of emerged as kind of like the top guy, but it is kind of strange to go off of last week's game just because it was such a big blowout that, it's, it's not going to be like that every single week. And I don't see it being like this in this game. I'm I'm intrigued to see what this game is going to play out because the Bills, I think they want to sling it around. They want to, you know, run it up. And the I think the Patriots can do that, but it's just a matter of can they do it against the Bills? Yeah, it, it's, it's going to be a true test. It's going to be a fun game to watch. Monday Night Football will be enjoyable um, for once in a long time, I would say. All right, well, that's it. That's the week thir- week 13. Yeah, week 13 uh, preview there. Thanks, everybody, for sending in questions. Thank you, Cheese, for joining me as always. Thank you, Tyler, for taking care of Commissioner's Corner. This has been a very great episode, Cheese, wouldn't you say? Uh, I quite enjoyed it, Tyler. I know you listen to this, and you're definitely going to make it all the way through. I beat you early this week, or early this year. I'm going to beat you again. I'm going to punch my ticket to the playoffs this week. Jeez, please beat them. I, re- I really, I really hope I beat them. I will beat I, them. Yeah. Um, that way I can, if I win, I can fucking jump them, jump them and fucking make it into the playoffs. Hopefully. I don't know. It's a, it's a rough week for me. You know, Mr. Green Bay, Green Bay's on by. That's all right. That's all right. I got two. You'll make it happen. I got two, uh, babe. No, that didn't that didn't go. Yeah, we'll make it happen. Hopefully, I can get a W this week. I'm very excited. Finally, collecting money, getting getting into getting into it, getting into the swing of it. We're starting to get into the playoff season, so make sure I'm gonna add this ticker for all of you guys who uh, who um, stayed all the way to the end here. Make sure that you're looking at your roster and setting up for the playoffs for the postseason. If you are projected to be in there, look at your teams. If maybe you have a late bye week that will affect the first week, depending on when your playoffs start. Um, anything like that, make sure you're handcuffed. Make sure all that all that good stuff, because you don't want to fall into a bad position during the playoffs. Anything else to add? Nope. We still have teams on bye, so I think we have four teams on a bye next week, and then we're clear to go. Then clear to go. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, Have a good fantasy week.